0: This show was created for you, the broken Catholic who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Allison Lydell. She is a three-time bestselling author of Life Under Construction. Isn't that the truth? Look at your life, BC Nation. Do you feel like it's under construction sometimes? designing a life you love and the art of imperfect action. All success comes from daring to begin and keep going. How to create a champion mindset. These are just some of the titles and taglines from her books. Obviously, she is a top motivational speaker, leadership trainer, podcast host, CEO and founder of Allison Lidell Consulting, president of Prosper Wealth Management, and a mother of two adorable children. Allison's companies have won national industry awards and trained leaders in the top 10 of the Fortune 500 companies. She's spoken to leaders in 70 plus countries. Allison is passionate about helping high achievers like herself launch to the next level in their lives personally and professionally. Is it even possible? Or are we only chasing success in our professional lives? Can we also have it in our personal lives? I believe that we can. Allison believes that we can. What do you think, BC Nation? Allison, welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Thank you for being here. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Hi everyone. Thank you so much for having me Joseph. This is such an honor and um, I'm so grateful to be here. you know I think um, it's important the work that we're doing to help people of faith all over kind of connect and unify each other. Um, I'm a mom, so that's my number one thing is I'm a mom of two young children and I'm a wife and I'm a friend and I'm a sister and I take all of those relationships really seriously. Um, professionally, I've done a lot of awesome things and I'm super grateful for all of those things that I've been able to do and the people that I get to help each and every day. And this is my passion is really, you know, helping lift up leaders all over the world and helping inspire and motivate and empower them to live the lives that they love.
0: Mm. It all sounds so good. And before we move forward into your story, BC nation, I acknowledge, I pronounced her last name wrong. It's Allison little, Allison little, but instead of- Double T, it's double D. So you can find her at AllisonLittle.com. AllisonLittle.com. You can find the link in the show notes. Allison, go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: You know, I think um, not many people know that about five years ago, my life went literally and figuratively under construction. And I remember sitting in my office and I was doing uh, compliance manuals for our financial planning firm and I hated it, I was so miserable and I knew that I I needed to do more but I wasn't quite sure what it was and I found myself really frustrated and I was struggling and I kept looking for answers everywhere but I couldn't find any and that's really where um, I started to put my life under construction And then the world conspired around me and a whole bunch of changes happened. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. But, you know, um, I think a lot of people don't share the struggle and the hard stuff. And there's so many people right now that may be struggling in their life, whether you've lost a job or you've had to change things in, in your daily routine and it's okay to feel that struggle, and it's okay to feel a little bit unsure of what the future is going to hold. And it's also okay to dream bigger and to to look for the good and to see that you know God's got your back and is going to create this future for you that's just absolutely amazing. And I think that's what He's done in my life, and I'm super grateful for that.
0: Mm. So cool. Now, you and I, before we went live on the show, we were speaking about our mutual friend, Nathaniel Zerbrug, and uh, he was on the show just a few episodes back and talk about struggle, right? Physical struggle, a life of adversity. BC Nation, if you didn't catch that episode, go back and, and listen to that. You will be inspired. Now, life doesn't always show up with physical adversity. Sometimes we have adversity on the inside, right? We have struggles on the inside. Sometimes it can be emotional. Sometimes it can be spiritual or psychological, speak to us about that for just a few minutes. Um, Just where that showed up in your life. When was the first time you had like that inner struggle in your life? What age were you tell us that quick story and how did you get through it?
1: You know, I think um, I grew up in a single parent home. My mom um, raised me and I feel like I had that struggle all growing up, right? Like I had that inner struggle of like if there's a God and if he wants the best for me, why are we struggling so much? Like why is Mm. it so hard? And my father wasn't uh, very present in my life and definitely wasn't super supportive. And he'd say that, Oh, I love you, Allison," but he wouldn't show it. And um, in in a very healthy way. And so I, I remember like over my childhood, praying to God and asking for an answer to try to figure that out. Cause I was like, if there's a God and he wants the best for my life, what in the heck, you know, what, what have I done wrong in order to deserve this type of life? Because it was hard. You know, my dad was an alcoholic and he was emotionally um, abusive. And, you know, I remember thinking to myself, what in the heck am I, (laughs) you know, what, what's happening. And it wasn't until I became, you know, an adult and about five years ago that I really reflected on this. And it was actually Don Maxwell um, at his international Maxwell certification. He gave me this idea. And he's a, he's a man of faith. And he said, um, he said from stage, he talked about God room and, and leaving room for God to show up in your life. And I'd never done that before in my life. I'd never, you know, mindfully each and every day took time for God. And so I started to do that little by little. I didn't have very much time. I, you know, I was raising two little ones and I was busy, but I took the time for God to show up in my life. And he did. And he kept showing up. And like now throughout the day, I find myself having conversations with God and saying, hey, what do I need to do next? Or what does this look like? And and he's leading the way versus me saying, you know what, um, I'm leading the way, right? And I think as soon as we can leave room for God and, and open up our lives to God, he'll He'll show up and absolutely blow our mind with the things that he does and the opportunities he brings into our life.
0: Mm. What was the process you actually went through to make that room for God in your life? Now, I teach in my coaching, uh, letting go of your or surrendering your, your little control freak. And I believe we all have one. Just some of us are in denial about it more than others. But when I finally surrendered my little control freak, that's trying to control my future, my plans, my schemes, my life, my own destiny, which is absolutely exhausting. And that was causing all the frustration in my life. When I finally surrendered that to God and said, you know what? I'm not God in my own life. And I'm tired of pretending I am, I'm gonna give it to him and boom, invited him in and my whole life changed. How did you do it? Like, what was your process specifically? Cause you're speaking about making room in your life. And then all of a sudden you started hearing from God. Well, some of my listeners are listening to that and saying, I've tried that Allison, and I've never heard from him. Right. So I quit. I gave up. What do you want to say there?
1: You know, um, number one is keep going, keep trying. And um, for me, it actually started when my um, life went literally and figuratively under construction. It was five years ago. We moved to a new city, bought land, built a house, rebranded our business. I started another business. I had two cancer scares. I started to write a book about everything that was happening in my life because even in this time of change, I kept having mentors and lessons coming to me. And then um, I found out that my mom had breast cancer. And so in that span of about six to eight months, um, I was overwhelmed. I was in a fog. I could hardly concentrate because I was just so worn out and scared and fearful And in that time I found um, space to write and I I wasn't a writer up until that point, I I was writing. It was kind of a a way for me to process what was happening in my life and to look for the good. And it was in that space. It was either, you know, late at night, super early in the morning. Um, I would find little spaces of time to write and that's where God showed up in my life. It was, it was that flow of writing and the lessons and taking that time and energy to do something completely different than I've ever done before. And I recognized that in that story, I, um, I was gifted something that I could give to somebody else, right? And I think that's how God works a lot of times. He, he might have you go through something kind of hard and you might think, why in the heck am I going through this? But the gift in that is looking for the lesson and being able to share it with somebody else to make their journey a little bit easier. And that's where, you know, writing my first book, Life in Under Construction, that's where I started to find God room. Right now it shows up. You know, I I take time every morning. I wake up early to do devotionals, and I and I do things intentionally to make sure that God shows up in my life. But when I first started, you know, to be honest with you, I prayed every day, but I didn't feel like I had that big of a connection with God. And it wasn't until I started just taking and doing something completely outside my comfort zone, writing, and then publishing it, and then just letting God lead the way. You know, this entire company that I have, Allison Little Consulting, was it was a, a, a step of faith for me, every single step of the way. I never planned on this. I never um, thought that it was going to be, you know, me writing books and speaking on stages and doing podcasts and doing all these amazing things. But this is what God wanted me to do, I feel like. And so I keep showing up for him. And so I think, you know, as you step into your strength zone, God will show up. And got to lead the way, and I and that's at least what I found in my life. And and if you're feeling a little low right now, completely get it. But that's that's even more reason for God to show up, and um, and just keep looking and keep trusting. And and I think trust is the thing that I needed the most because I in my regular life I didn't have many people I could trust mm-hmm. um, because I grew up in such a traumatic type childhood. So trust that God is there and trust that, you know, there are going to be ways that he shows up and absolutely, you know, now I call them pinch me moments because there are things that happen and I know it's, it it could only be God (laughs) that made that happen. It's like, Oh yeah, there he, here, here he goes again. Absolutely blowing my mind. I cannot even believe this. And I'm just going to go with it. It's not me. It's him. Fantastic. Love it.
0: Hmm. How do you step into just that blind kind of trust or faith? where you don't know how it's going to turn out, you have kids, uh, right? You have your finances, you got a new home, you got, you got the bills. You could just have all those worries and concerns of life. We're in a pandemic right now, just to add to it all. When you have a pinch me moment, like how do you just step into that when maybe everyone around you is like, that's not the right direction, Allison. you need to go this way, which is good worldly wisdom sometimes, but mm-hmm. and- maybe God has something even better. How do you do that?
1: you know that's a great question and uh, you know for a long time what i did is i let all of those external voices dictate what i was going to do in my life right like i listened i listened to everybody else's opinions and 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 they met many of them you know they were giving me the best advice that they knew how to give me it wasn't that they were trying to be mean or hurtful or negative it was just they were trying to lead the way for me and what i found is i needed to intentionally each and every day choose whose voice I was going to listen to, right? I needed to like really be mindful of what I was filling my mind with. And that meant my mindset first. I had an amazing mentor named Cliff Macklin, who uh, was a US world bodybuilding champion. And he would talk to me about the champion mindset. And he would say, "Ellison, you know, the top 1% uh, of athletes have this champion mindset. And it's this tenacity to keep going, even when it gets hard. And I think God needs you to do that right? Like, I think God says, you know what, I'm going to step in, but you're going to have to go through some hard things sometimes. And I'm going to show up and trusting that and, and understanding that that's the voice I was going to listen to and leading with that, especially in this pandemic, you know, I have created more than I've ever created this year. Um, like, for my business. And and we've grown substantially in our financial planning firm because we listen to God, not because we listen to the external forces. We just really, you know, those external voices, we really listen to like, what did God need us to do? How did we need to show up in our life? And what could we control? And we actually went inward rather than outward in, in that um, decision process. You know, we really focused on our family. We really focused on our conversations with God and growing in that relationship. And in that process, um, he led the way. And I, I just, you know, I, I, to anybody who's like maybe questioning that and saying, Alison, that doesn't work that way for me, it does. And I I don't know how else to say it, but, um, thankfully God has shown up so many different ways. Um, it blows my mind and, and there's still struggles and there's still hard days and I'm definitely not perfect, but it's been, it's been an awesome journey.
0: Can you share one example of a decision you made in the past year that went against what everybody was saying, but you really felt God wanted you to move in that direction? Uh, And what happened? Tell us that story.
1: You know, that's a great question. Um, Oh, uh, this is a a good one. So uh, I had a leadership conference planned for the spring of this year. Uh, It's called the Launch Leadership Conference, and I did it last year as well. And um, last year I remember renting one of the biggest conference rooms that we had in our, in our town. And I rented the whole thing with nobody, right? Nobody registered. I had one speaker. It was me. And <laughs> I, I put all this money down to rent this conference room because I felt like God said, "Allison, you need to live with leaders. Like you must, You there's people right now that need to hear that. Um, it's okay to, to, to lean towards me to um, understand that they can make a positive impact. And so I did that conference and it went really well again this year in this, entire command, and then a shutdown happened in Wisconsin. And so obviously we had to postpone the event and I just, I completely shut down. I said, I'm not doing it. It's impossible. And I kept telling everybody how impossible it was, which goes against everything I talk about, right? Like this, it wasn't me. And I thought, you know, uh, my husband would say, Alison, are you going to do a launch leadership conference? I know how you love it. And I'd say, no, it's impossible. And my friend Joy said, Alison, are you going to do the conference? And I said, no, it's impossible. And then um, she, she gave me an idea of this round barn Uh, and so I went to this round barn thinking it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. This is impossible. But I walked in and there was twinkle lights up. And I was like, this is an impossible barn, right? It's a round barn built in the 1800s. And I'm like, I'm stepping inside of an impossibility right now, but it's possible because I see it and I'm in it. And I thought that's what we need more of for leaders and for, for dreamers and for people that are out there trying to do new things is we need to start believing our impossible dreams. So I started uh, planning that conference. I booked it that day and uh, did the launch leadership conference at an open air venue. And it was an amazing, beautiful day. We had speakers and we had a hip hop dancer and we had artists and singers and a bunch of leaders that came to dream. And we, we created a, a, like this bubble of positivity for them. And some of them had been dealing with some really hard struggles. I, I feel like, you know, especially this year, a lot of people are struggling in silence, right? You know, they're, they're dealing with stuff, but they don't want to talk about it. And, um, I could see that in the, in the looks of their faces in the beginning of the day. And by the end of the day, I was getting hugs and thank yous, um, for, for being brave, right. And and being a little bit courageous and and making it happen for those leaders. And I think that's, um, that's really what I learned when I, you know, God kept telling me, Alison, you need to do it. And I left knowing that that was a God thing. That wasn't a me thing. That was me like letting him take the reins and saying, it's going to be okay. Thankfully, nobody got sick. We did We took all the precautions and we were good, but yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Very cool story. Thank you for sharing that. What has been a theme or a pattern, maybe at that event or just in your uh, regular business that you've seen uh, the number one area or main area that leaders leaders struggle in silence with?
1: You know, I think um, the idea of worthiness, feeling worthy of success, feeling worthy to go after that goal or dream um, feeling worthy of being that leader that they want to be, you know, um, we actually had an activity where we, we asked them a question similar to that. And we put, we had post-its and they put them all over the walls. And and that was one of the things that probably made my heart hurt the most is that, you know, secretly or silently, these leaders really didn't feel worthy. And I feel like God is the person who makes you feel worthy. And so, um, that was, that was something that was difficult for me to see. But it was also really, I think, probably healing for people to recognize that they weren't alone in that in that hurt and pain and struggle. And I think that obviously that's the enemy trying to, to take people down. And, and we need to recognize that and, and recognize that God does see us as worthy and that we're more than enough to go out and do his work in the world. And, and I think that's one of the things that I hope we can spread that message even more. I know you're doing that all the time. So that's fantastic.
0: So I really get that. And I get to see that a lot. It's just that feeling of unworthiness showing up at all levels of success. On my other top 100 business podcast, I interview very successful business people. Um, Some had just crossed six figures for the first time ever. And then others did $250 million last year in their business and everyone in between. And imposter syndrome is the number one thing that they all deal with. And it's this feeling of Unworthiness of being a fraud. Of uh, someone's gonna, everyone's gonna find out I'm not really successful. It was all a fluke. I don't know how this happened, but deep down, I don't know what the heck I'm doing up here at the top, leading this company of four thousand, you know, people in their lives. And so I see it all across the, across the the board. There, what um, specifically is the solution? Uh, like when you saw all those leaders and and it hurts your heart that they're all secretly dealing with unworthiness, what is that solution for them? What's that first step for them to get into worthiness, to really start believing in themselves, believing in God's plan for them, and then step into that light.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, I think it's really uh, analyzing beliefs and looking at what are the beliefs that I hold about myself? You know, are they serving me or not? Because I think, God has this picture of us, and he knows our strengths and our abilities. And if we don't know them, that's a problem, right? And a lot of times what we do is we feed ourselves negative beliefs that hold us back, or limiting beliefs. And as soon as we recognize that we can shift those beliefs to serve us in the highest version of ourselves. And I think you know, that's the first step. And that's one of the things, actually activities that we did is we really analyzed, you know, what do we believe about ourselves? What's, what's absolutely false, maybe that that we've been holding on to for most of our life. And what is what's true? You know, what is our truth? And what does God see us as? And as soon as we can start stepping into that, to, to our strength zone, into those beliefs that serve that best version of us, now we can serve the world with our gifts and abilities. And and I, I think that's, that's the real magical place to live is um, helping people believe in themselves more and believe that they are worthy of success and they, their voice matters and their gifts and abilities will definitely make a positive impact on this planet.
0: Mm. BC Nation, there are limiting beliefs you've been carrying since you were a little kid. Sometimes they're unconscious. You don't even know you're doing them. They're blind spots. You know, those things you don't know, you don't know yet until someone on the outside points it out to you. And then you go, oh, I had no idea I was doing that. Why am I doing that? It's not working. It's not serving me. It's not helping. And then in that moment, you just make a decision. Well, I'm not going to do that anymore. So that's called transformation. Contrary to popular belief out there, I believe transformation happens in a moment. It's in the moment that you see a blind spot, recognize you have a choice in the matter. A second ago, you didn't. Now you do. And then you make a definitive choice about it. That resets the course the trajectory of your life. Allison. what was your top, um, limiting belief that you were carrying your whole life? If you're willing to share that. And then what was that lie that the enemy was just repeating over and over again in your mind, like a record player, just keeping you down, keeping you playing small in your life. And then what was the opposing truth of God, um, that you switched over to that really set you free from that lie?
1: Ooh, that, those are great questions okay so i'll start with the limiting belief that played over and over and i still catch it sometimes if i'm tired or hungry or <laughs> maybe i'm having a hard day you know sometimes it'll it'll creep into my head so that's the thing with limiting beliefs is you need to recognize them and you need to, sh- to recognize when they show up and so for mine it was who are you right it's that imposter syndrome it's who are you to do this who are you to write a book who are you to speak on a stage? Who are you to start a podcast or to build that business or to help those people or to think that you can help those people? Who are you? And, um, you know, what I did to begin with when I was first publishing my book is I said, uh, I'm going to help one person. I made it very small and tangible. And I said, if my book helps one person, it'll be worth it. And then I started to speak on bigger stages and help more people. And every single time I'm great to God, I feel like there is one person out there that needs to hear this today. I don't know who it is. I don't know how, how I'm going to show up um, in in their life through, you know, your message for them, but I'm going to, I'm just going to show up for that one person. And each and every day I I wake up with that intention, one person. And and that, what that did for me is it allowed me to say, who am I, I I can, I can serve one person today. And um, sometimes we get overwhelmed by thinking that we must be this huge version of ourselves, or we must like overcome this limiting belief by doing crazy things, for me, it was just shifting that belief that I'm going to serve one person today, I'm going to help somebody, I'm going to add value to them, I'm going to believe in them, I'm going to speak life into them or hope or love or joy. Uh, And that was my truth, right? That was my truth is that I could do that. And little by little, day by day, with that intention, what I've been able to do is really um, shift that that limiting belief of who am I to, I'm I'm here to show up and, and share my story with one person. And even, you know, on this podcast today, I hope that this story helps one person, you know, inevitably, as we try to help one person, we probably will help more than one, right? But it's, it's given me the courage to use my voice. And it's given me the courage to step outside my comfort zone. And sometimes that's all we need, right? We just need to, to shift it a little bit so that we can go out there and bring ourselves to do difficult or hard things, things that might feel a little uncomfortable, I tell people, you know, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone probably every day, trying something new, talking to somebody new, um, failing often (laughs) and seeing what works. And I do that because I know God has this bigger plan for my life and, and I need to show up in that plan every day.
0: You see nation, wasn't that a powerful answer from Allison? Her top limiting belief that she dealt with most of her life was who are you, right? The enemy is known as the great accuser. Who are you? to do that. Who are you to do something great or meaningful or help people? Who are you? You're a nobody. That's really what, what is behind there, right? That's the limiting belief. And that played over and over again, in Allison's mind. And you know, the saying, if you hear a lie enough times, it becomes your truth, not the truth, your truth. So she was able to replace it with God's truth, which is she's here to serve one person today. There's always one person today. That you can serve no matter how beat up you feel, how broken or how broke financially you you are, there's always somebody. If you if you don't have a penny to your name, I'll bet you there's a homeless person down the street that you could serve today. Maybe you have one penny left. Give them the penny, see what God does with that. He multiplies right? Your generosity. So there's always one person. And sometimes I think the enemy's lie also, because he's very sneaky, right? Allison, sometimes his lie is that we have to serve a million people today. And he goes to the other extreme. And you're like, I don't have anything worth that a value that a million people would want. What am I going to talk about today on my video? What, what content do I have that a million people are going to want to share? And we put all this unnecessary pressure and baggage on us. And then what do we do? Nothing. We end up shrinking back into the corner and say, I'll do the video tomorrow. I'm not going to do it today. Or I'm not going to write that book today because I don't think it's good enough to reach a million people. Mm -hmm. Instead, what if we just serve the one person that was hurting? What do you want to say to that, Alison, anything you want to add to that?
1: Mm, That's so true. And I think, you know, if, if there are people listening today and you have, I I say, it, you know, there's a whisper in the back of your head of something that you've wanted to do be or have in your life. And you're going, you know, that just keeps coming up into my awareness. I, I don't know. Do something, a small action toward that. I call it imperfect action toward that thing. And God wants you to do it, right? At each and every day, just do some imperfect action. It's not sitting around thinking about it. It's actually taking some sort of action towards making that a reality. Eventually, it'll work, right? You might You might fail on your way there. You're probably going to fail on your way there, but know that there's a reason why it keeps showing up in your awareness. And it might be, um, it might not even make sense at first, you know, for, to be honest with you, all of this stuff didn't make sense to me at first when I was doing all of this, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to, I'm not going to start a business. I'm not going to write books. Are you kidding me? Speak on, No, I'm not going to do that. And um, as I've been able to show up in what God wanted me to do, I found like my passion and I, and I love it. And I'm so empowered every day I wake up excited and inspired. And I want that for every one of your listeners as well. Wake up passionate and excited and inspired to go out there and make that difference in the world that you were made to make that God is leading you towards and trust that he's going to show up and make it even better than you could have ever imagined.
0: What I like about what you just brought up in perfect action, not the first time we've heard about that, but it does trigger something, something good, which is. If we showed up perfectly in our action, then there's no room for God to, to show himself, right? So God actually, if you want BC nation, if you want God to amplify or multiply the, the things in your life that you're up to, then you showing up and doing it imperfectly, like the worse you do it, the more God can show up and take credit, right? Cause your ego is not in the way you're actually in a place of humility. You're like, man, I really screwed that up. Nobody's going to listen to that thing, but you know what? I did it anyway. And I put it out there. You know, now you just created this space for God to take it, to divinize it, and amplify the heck out of that if he so chooses. But had you come in and said, man, look at me. Look how great I did that thing. And look at that that blog post. Oh, this is amazing. Millions of people are going to just download this and share it. Wow, that's that's really cool. Well, your ego is so big that there's no room for God now to take it. Because you already took the credit. What do you think about that, Allison? Anything? Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. That's so true. It's, it's like getting out of your own way to let God step in and, and showing even that you're not perfect is really fantastic. I mean, it's, you know, being vulnerable and being authentic and being you. um, I think that's, that's the thing that people want to see and hear from. They want to hear from people that are people, you know, that screw up sometimes and that don't have all the answers and you know, sometimes have struggles emotionally or spiritually or or question things or, you know, all of those different things. That's what makes us human. And so understanding that and saying, you know what, I can still overcome, you know, maybe some limiting beliefs or some challenges I had in my life. And I can go out there and I can take imperfect action today. You know, I don't have to let that stop me. And if we could have more people just in 2021 and, and in the future years, just taking and stepping into their greatness and recognizing that and understanding that God's got your back God wants you to, to do that. And God has gifted you with the abilities and resources. And you never know where the resources are going to come. That was one of the things when I wrote my first book, I had no clue how to write a book. I had no clue any of it. And I would just, I would pick up the phone and I'd be like, hello. And they would have the answer. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah, of course you do. Right. Because it would just, I I was, I was seriously surrendering to that, to the point where I would just be like, I don't know what my next step is, but I'm pretty sure it's going to show up somehow, or I'm going to get an email or somebody's going to, I'm going to have coffee with somebody. They're going to have that answer. And it would, it would happen. And so I think, you know, as we start to walk the path that God needs us to walk, he will, he will illuminate that path for us. Just trusting it, right. Trusting that that path for you will be illuminated. And as you take one imperfect action, as you take a step, step by step, not knowing the entire path, it will, it will illuminate. And you'll go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And in that process, turn around and lift somebody else behind you up, right? Like that's, I think that's the trick. It's like all through this walking process, you can't just like focus on yourself. You need to always constantly be looking, you know, around you and saying, Hey, who else needs my help? And like lifting them up or looking for the good in them and and, and letting them know how awesome they are. I think, you know, as, as Christians, that's really important right now is to, to reach out to our loved ones, to reach out to our friends and family and, and just tell them that we love them, you know, that we're here for them. Um, there's a lot of people that are struggling in silence and they're, they're suffering and we need, we need to be those people that are lifting them up and and letting them know that they matter.
0: Mm. What a great way to conclude this episode, BC nation. If you're feeling like crap if you're feeling unworthy, if you're feeling like you have nothing to offer, pick up the phone today, pick up the phone this week, reach out to one of your family members and just be interested in their life. Just speak some encouragement into whatever they're up to. Maybe pick up the phone and just say, hey, I just wanted to give you a call and just check in on your life. That's it. I just wanna hear how you're doing. And then let them talk. They may be shocked. That there's no agenda behind the call, there's no ulterior motive, but really get them to just open up and share about their life. And I bet you that you'll hear they're struggling with something and you could just speak to that and just encourage them and then put down the phone and all of a sudden you're going to feel lifted on the inside. Maybe lifted enough to take that imperfect action that you've been avoiding that Allison is really trying to motivate you to take this week. So Allison, uh, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Uh, Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Oh.
0: All right. Allison, what's your favorite thing about God?
1: His mercy and love.
0: Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about God?
1: Um, I think that's uh, surrendering, trying to surrender my plans to, to what he needs me to do.
0: Yeah, it hurts. What are you most afraid of?
1: I feel like right now, um, I'm most afraid of not living up to everything that I was meant to live up to in God's eyes. And I think that's that's the struggle that I'm seeing in my life show up over and over again.
0: Mm. Yeah, I get that. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives, which is part of being human. What are you currently struggling with either professionally or personally right now?
1: I'm struggling with um, really helping people in my immediate family and life just see their greatness. And I, mm. and I think that's been one of the things I just, I just want to love on people. And, and that's really hard to sometimes see their potential and see their greatness and have them not see that as well.
0: Yeah. And when we speak to our family members, they don't believe us because we're too close to them. So they're like, oh, you're just being biased. You're saying that because you have to, because you're my sister or my daughter, et cetera. Yeah, that's, that's a struggle I think we all have. Sometimes they just need to hear from someone outside the family, right? And all of a sudden they'll get everything Allison's been telling them for the past 10 years. Uh, what did you spend way too much time doing this past year?
1: Um, <laughs> binging on Netflix.
0: Yeah, darn Netflix. I'm canceling your membership. You're done. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: Um, I think that they um, don't, they won't step into their greatness. You know, I, I, it's, I guess, I don't know if that's a fear, but I, I believe in people and I see their potential and I want I want them to see that too. And that's, I think that's why I do what I do is because every day I wake up and I just see the potential in others. I, I know my father didn't see his potential and um, I want to be able to share people's potential with them so that they can step into their greatness.
0: Hmm. Also in a little secret here, you probably know, but maybe just need to hear again, is that the more you step into your greatness, the more light God shines on you the more people will be inspired to step into their own. So you keep going big girl. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God?
1: I think the God room, you know, giving space to God in my life. I didn't know that. I didn't know I could have conversations with God and let God lead. Um, and that's been just an absolute transformational thing that has showed up in my life.
0: Mm, I get that. What's a new habit you want to create this year?
1: I think uh, more intentional growth. That grow is my word and in in all areas, you know, grow in my faith, grow in my relationships, grow in my businesses, but growth, really intentionally growing in in those areas that God needs me to grow.
0: Hmm. I really acknowledge you for wanting to grow in all those areas. So many times we neglect the relationship one, which is the one that matters most. How do we know? Because people die with regret and all they regret on their deathbed is their relationships. Right. And it's the one we spend the least amount of time on. Isn't Hmm. that interesting? Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Pick three words. (laughs) Um, I'm encouraging, enthusiastic, and loving.
0: Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you were before you created that space for God in your life.
1: I was cynical. I was probably negative. And I like to call myself analytical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it covers up a lot, that word. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's a bad habit you want to break?
1: I think that crossing got
0: enough. Got that. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look at family, your friends, your husband, your kids in the eye, and give them only one piece of advice about everything, what would you say to them?
1: Love more.
0: Love more, BC Nation. And I challenge you, receive more love. Some of us are good at giving love, but we are really terrible at letting others love on us, aren't we?
1: Mm-hmm. Good point.
0: Because we don't feel worthy. Yay. Allison, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God, creating that space in their life for Him um, versus not?
1: I, I think, you know, as you understand that God has such amazing plans for you right? Plans to prosper and just give you everything that you could possibly want plus more and to help serve the world in such a big way. As soon as you recognize that and truly believe that um, he'll, he'll show up. And so give yourself that time and that space. And if you're hurting right now, it's okay to heal and to recover and to ask for help. And to know that you are loved, um, whether that's, you know, you just need to hear uh, like Allison loves you right now, whoever you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you're from. Like you're, you're loved and you are cherished and God loves you. Um, I just, I feel like more people need to hear that message.
0: I agree. And how does BC nation get in touch with Allison? If they so choose, do you have something for them?
1: For sure. Um, You can check out my website at allisonlittle.com.
0: All right. Allisonlittle.com. She is fantastic. Don't you like her start uh, BC nation? I like her. I feel a little inspired. I feel loved. Don't you? Maybe you needed that to start off your week here. All right. Go to Allisonlittle.com and Allison, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you listeners.
0: BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000 because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.